Welcome back to Brailcast Extra. Coming up this time, how to choose your Braille display. A session recorded on Tuesday the 20th of April 2021 and introduced by Dave Williams. Hello and good evening. A very warm welcome to the Braillists Foundation and to our Tuesday evening Braillists Masterclass. Tonight we'll be exploring the uh, sticky subject of how to choose a Braille display with so many options available on the market at a wide range of price points with different features and functions. We're delighted to welcome Jackie Brown, who's literally written the book on uh, how to choose a Braille display. So we'll be getting into that here very shortly indeed. Uh, if you're new to the Braillist Foundation, a very special welcome to you. Uh, these sessions are carefully moderated, so we invite you to remain muted unless invited to do otherwise. We have a moderation policy published on our, our website. We try to keep a, you know, a very friendly, uh, family-friendly and respectful uh, vibe in the room and to assist us uh, with that and to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to ask questions and to be heard. Uh, tonight we're joined by uh, Ben Mustle-Rose, who's pushing the buttons and doing the moderation. Hi, Ben. Hey, Dave. How, how are you today? Yeah, really good. Looking forward to this one. We know it's a popular topic. It comes up on forums all the time. What Braille oh, display have you got? Definitely. Which one would you recommend? You know, And, uh, of course, there won't be a perfect uh, option, will there? It's what's right for you. Not what's yeah, the best, definitely. I suppose. I think that's, that's what we're really going to try and do with this session, isn't it? You know, no, we don't want to sit here and tell you buy this display. What we really want to do is try and get you to a point where you can make an informed decision on your own. And uh, I, I gather there'll be plenty of time for questions uh, towards the end of the session. So I'll be uh, I'll be the person handling the uh, raising of, of hands and unmuting everybody. And uh, we'll go through how to raise hands uh, a little later on if anyone uh, if anyone isn't aware of how to do it. But just to give people a fair warning we try to give people a little bit of uh, a little bit of prior notice before we uh, go to them so I might say right we're going to go to Dave then we're going to go to Jackie and that just gives Jackie a bit of time to uh, finish making a cup of tea or something like that just so that we don't try and uh, we don't want to catch people out uh, but I think that's all from me for now Dave. The Braillist Foundation, our mission is more Braille, and we are dedicated to uh, the promotion of Braille and Braille usage. Uh, we're a relatively new charity registered in the UK at the beginning of last year, and since then we've delivered hundreds of hours of um, of community calls, training, um, Braille book clubs, and, and much more besides. So uh, just to let you know, on a Tuesday evening, that's uh, obviously tonight, we do our masterclass sessions, and we also run our, what we call our Braille bar, which is a bit like a nail bar or the genius bar, where you can get your Braille questions answered. So, so that'll be taking place next week at 7.30. So you're very welcome to join for that. On a Thursday evening at the uh, slightly earlier time uh, of six, we have our um, our Braillists book club and there are a number of room options available there. So if you join the, uh, the Braille book club, uh, there are opportunities to read with other Braille readers at, uh, at different levels for beginners, intermediate and more advanced uh, readers. And uh, don't forget, of course, our podcast, Braillecast, that's available uh, at any time from wherever you get your podcasts. And you can, of course, join in the conversation on the Braillists forum, which you can find at braillists.org slash forum. 
Okay, so without any further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Jackie Brown. Jackie is the uh, former chair of um, of TAVIP, the organisation formerly known as, as BCAB. Uh, Jackie is a passionate user of assistive technology, in particular Braille technology. Jackie's voice will be known to uh, many of you from her various appearances in the media and on social media. And Jackie, in I think it was 20. 19, tell me if I'm wrong, Jackie, um, published uh, your book, Braille on Display, uh, which attempted to capture a summary of the Braille products that were available on the market at that time. And uh, I understood, understand the book was updated a year later uh, with a few changes in the market. And of course, the market is changing all the time. We know this. It rarely does a, you know, a month go by when somebody doesn't announce a new feature or function or even uh, entirely new braille products so so it's a really exciting space jackie's very much got her finger on the pulse and uh, hopefully tonight jackie you'll be able to help guide us through the maze that is choosing a braille display ladies and gentlemen jackie brown hi everybody thank you very much to dave uh and and everybody at the Brailers foundation for inviting me to to speak to you this evening i'm really pleased to be here and I, I am, as Dave says, uh, very passionate about Braille. The first copy of the book Braille on Display uh, I produced, it came out in um, 2016, believe it or not. Um, and then the, the second, the update was um, last year, beginning of last year, end of 2019. So uh, thanks to Jonathan Mosen for that as well. Um, I'm really, really excited by all the developments in Braille and Braille display technology. Um, a lot of people have said to me, oh, but isn't Braille sort of going out of date now? How dare you? <laughs> no, it isn't. It, it's fantastic. It's very much with us. And it, it's great that we've got um, the Brailleist Foundation and so many people using Braille and so many people coming along here this evening to, you know, to share uh, my excitement. I've I've always been very passionate about Braille. I was passionate as a four-year-old about learning it, believe it or not. And then, you know, I, I use it every day and I've got, well, I'm lucky to have quite a few Braille devices lying around and I, I use them, you know, day in, day out, really, a Braille display at my computer, um, uh, Braille devices for reading. It's, you know, it, to me, it's, it's really, it's, it's just part of my life. And there are loads of reasons for why you would want a Braille display. So perhaps we should, first of all, ask that question. Why would you want a Braille display? And I can think of, you know, quite a few reasons and you'll all have your own reasons as well. Um, obviously, in education and employment, they're, they're two really biggies. Um, because if you're if you're in employment and you've you're using a screen reader on your computer to actually have um, Braille as well uh, to help you with your job, whether it's proofreading, uh, taking down, you know, numbers and reading back information to customers over the phone, all kinds of uh, scenarios that you would use um, a Braille display. And in education, of course, there are various note takers out there, and we're going to be looking at some of um, the features of the various note takers and Braille displays. But if you're in education, it's really important as well, because obviously, especially for young people growing up in mainstream education, or even if they're at, um, you know, a, a, a 
a blind school, um, you know, it, it's really important for them to get their literacy and numeracy. And Braille does really help in those areas as well. And then, of course, these days we have access to things like Kindle, to Apple's books, and all kinds of uh, stuff for leisure. So you can connect a Braille display uh, with your phone and, you know, you can have it in leisure as well. So there's so many reasons for why you would want to buy a Braille display. Um, if you're in work, most people will know by now, I'm sure, that um, access to work will provide um, you with some funding for a Braille display. If you ask them nicely, you can apply for one. And the same with education and the DSA system. Um, you can sometimes be given a, a Braille display um, depending on what your needs are. But if it's coming out of your own pocket, it is it is a really considered purchase. And this is why I do really feel quite strongly about knowing what to choose and, you know, finding out as much information before you, you know, go ahead and buy one. Because if it, in particular, if it is coming out of your own funds, it's a lot of money. You're not going to get that much under a, a thousand pounds, uh, depending on how many sales um, and the type of Braille display that you want. You're, you, you're just going to have to really consider very carefully um, with your own funds, particularly what kind of display um, you can afford. So you need to ask yourself some, some questions for a start. Um, what will it do for you is obviously the most important thing. But apart from that, what is my budget? Now, if you have a, a considered amount of money from your own savings, there are a host of, of Braille displays or note takers that you can buy. Um, but if your funds are limited, you could probably start from something like the Orbit Reader or the Orbit Reader 20 Plus, which has been slightly updated. And of course, there are some small, very small Braille displays, um, such as the um, Hymns Beetle or the um, Essie's. Sorry, I'm getting people coming in here all the time in my ear. Sorry about that. But anyway, you can you can get uh, um, Braille displays with about uh, ooh, 14 to 16 characters upwards braille cells so it really depends the more braille cells that you're looking for on your braille display the more likely it is it's going to cost you more money um, so consider your budget and then once you've you know how much roughly you've got to spend then you can start looking for a braille display or note taker in that kind of um, in that budget um, how many cells would I prefer? Well, as I say, they start from 14 cells upwards and they go up to 80 cells, believe it or not. So if you are in a static environment, such as a workplace, or you're at home and you're, you have a PC workstation, if you like, and you're not going to be moving around the house with a Braille display, and of course you have the funds to buy one, um, you are, you know, the more Braille cells at your disposal, the better. I'm using an 80 cell Braille display on my Windows PC, but then I'm in my, my little cubby hole all day, most of the day anyway, 
and I'm not sort of moving around the house. I don't need to carry it. I've got a portable display for that purpose. So I'm using um, a Focus 80, fifth generation. Um, and, you know, these are very considered purchases. You know, they, they're sort of over seven grand. So it, it's not, you know, it's not something that you can just say, oh, yeah, I'll have one of those. You know, you've, you've, you've got to save up the pennies or whatever. And um, I chose an 80 cell because I do a lot of proofreading in Word. I use Microsoft Word a lot. And I do a lot of proofreading for my course that I'm doing at the moment. I'm doing a master's in creative writing. So therefore, um, I do really need access to Braille all the time. And I find it really helpful. So that's why I decided to, and I had to pay for it as well. Um, DSA wouldn't, wouldn't fund um, the, the Braille display for me. So I had to pay for it myself, which is fair enough. Um, so, you know, that, that, as I said before, it is a considered purchase and you do need to think about that when you're going to choose how many cells you want. Um, I would also suggest getting as many demonstrations of a Braille display as you possibly can. Um, there are, you know, a lot out there now on the market and the, the best thing to do is really to get demonstrations of them all if you possibly can and get some hands-on so that you can feel the display the shape of it that what the braille feels like when you're reading because if you're going to be reading you know a lot of books or you're going to be using your braille display a lot you want to be comfortable you don't want the braille to be too sharp if your fingers are very sensitive to that or you don't want something that's you know the, the dots are not going to be quite as um, protruding as you'd want them to be so uh, it is important to make sure that you can um, you know get as much information about the the braille display that you want to buy as possible and my advice is always to work out um, you know getting hold of companies I know it's particularly difficult at the moment with the pandemic um, you know it, it a lot of companies have been very helpful in doing online demonstrations but that in my view isn't it, it's not the same as having some hands-on so it will be nice, you know, in the coming months, um, if we can get back to some kind of, well, I don't like to use the word normality, I suppose, but it would be good if people could start, you know, venturing out and, and get into exhibitions and stuff. But I still think that might be a way off. So ask as much, um, as many questions as you can um, about the Braille display you want to buy and um, you know, get, get the company to give you the lowdown on what their training and support is, because that's another important issue, is training and support. You want to make sure that if you buy a Braille display, you're going to be supported if anything happens to it. The more Braille cells that you've got, the more it's going to cost you to get it put right if there's a problem with it. Um, they're normally generally very reliable if you look after them, uh, always make sure your hands are clean when you're using them and try to keep them away from spillages and things like that, you know, to keep liquids away and, and food and stuff like that if you can. But, I mean, most people know that and it, it is common sense. But, you know, I, I have seen 
one or two braille displays that came into repair when I was working, um, they were a bit of a mess. So um, it is always better to look after them because if they're going to last you a long time, you want to make sure that you're you're kind to it. So get um, a demonstration and ask the company all about their their support, their after sales and any training that you might need. And you might also have to factor in the fact that you, you, you want training with the Braille display. Some people won't. Some people feel very comfortable, as I do, to just pair them with their phone or pair them with their screen reader on the computer and they maybe know how to use a Braille display. Seasoned Braille display users will probably not require training but there are a lot of people out there who will require training so make sure that you factor in the cost of training and the cost of any support you're going to need and ask lots and lots of questions if a company is worth its sort at all they will answer the questions for you and if they don't then well don't don't buy from them is 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 i'm being perfectly blunt about that because you know it as i say it, it's like going to a garage if you can see and buying a car it's a considered purchase and you want to make sure that you test drive it that you get the, the car that you're looking for and it's the same with the braille display um my son who has known me obviously as being around braille for all his life he you know he says to me mother it's like buying a car it costs a fortune and you know that is that is true so you know just make sure that you you do ask all the questions and you get as much information as you can about training and support and stuff. For instance, some Braille displays can be fixed in the UK um, because the, some companies can do that, but other displays maybe have to go back to far-flung places. So, you know, you, you do need to consider that as well. How long is the display going to be away for if it needs to be repaired? And can the company loan you one if you know if you if you're really desperate and you need it but you need to have your one sent away make sure that you know if possible you can get the loan of a braille display now most companies they can't always do that because it's they don't have that many demos in stock and it's not always uh, that simple to get you a loan of one while yours is away but it it is something worth asking um, other things to consider, um, do you want a note taker or do you just want a braille display? And by that, I mean that a note taker has lots of bells and whistles. We've got uh, some from Humanware where for the, the Braille Note Touch Plus, for example, um, that has lots of uh, added features as well as um, the, the Braille display. Um, it's a sort of dedicated note taker with lots of other you know, bells and whistles on it. You know, it's got an internet browser. It's got an email client. Um, so there's lots of things about buying a, a note taker um, that, that you know, have their advantages. But also, if you, they, they tend to be more expensive. So if you're just looking for a Braille display that, that um, you can use with your screen reader, you might want something... Um, like, for example, an Essies uh, from Euro Braille, or you might want just a, a Focus Blue Braille display to work with your screen reader. 
Yes, the new focuses have what's called a scratch pad on them now, which is just a very basic note taker. And uh, they also have Braille keys on so you can input Braille as well. Um, but it, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you want added bells and whistles, there are some very, very nice devices out there. And alternatively, if you just want a Braille display just to work with your PC or your laptop and you're not fussy about having email clients or word processors or uh, what platform they run on or things like that, then obviously just a straightforward Braille display uh, would would be you know sufficient. Um, what else is there to consider? Um, multiple connectivity is another, uh, not an issue, but it, it's, it's another point to consider. Um, most Braille displays that you buy now do come with multiple connections. In other words, it will connect to more than one device. So for example, if you've got an iPhone or an Android device or both, you can use the same Braille display to connect to more than one, one device um, using Bluetooth. Most of them have four or five devices now that will that they will let you connect to, which is it is really great in this day and age because you might have your your laptop where you want it connected to say NVDA or JAWS. And you might also have an iPhone or an Android device that you want to have it connected to as well. So it, it is really useful. And most of them have, as I say, four or five connections to Bluetooth, as well as normally USB that you can connect to as well. So that's, that's another um, consideration. Um, I've covered kind of the basics in what, what you know the various displays are and what they do but there are a lot of new ones out on the market so i'll talk a bit about some of the new ones that that have, have come out in more recent times certainly since uh, the last update of my book um you might have heard of l braille which is a windows um sort of a, a well, it's it, it's a laptop really, but it's it's um, it's built with a Focus Blue uh, Braille display um, incorporated into the docking station. So it's in every sense a Windows PC. It runs JAWS. You can also run NVDA on it as well, uh, but primarily it is a JAWS um, machine, and it works with the Focus Blue forty fifth generation. There was um, an older, slightly older version of Braille when it first came out. It worked with um, a Focus Blue 14, um, but it's now been upgraded to the, the fifth gen of the Focus Blue. And it's it's really nice, actually. I've, I, I do have an Braille, and I like it because it's on the Windows platform. Um, and it, it, you treat it in every respect as a laptop because that's really what it is. Um, I cheat sometimes, and I, I'm a QWERTY person, so I do like a QWERTY keyboard. So I do have a QWERTY keyboard attached to my L Braille um, if I'm sort of stationary and I'm not moving around. But if I want to take it somewhere, then I can just um, uh, not use the, the QWERTY keyboard and just go back to the, the Focus Blue on it. But it's great for reading, you know, Kindle books. 
um, which is one of the things I use mine for. And it, it as I say, it, it's got Windows, so I've got Microsoft Office on it. And, um, you know, it's it, it's great. It's very portable. And that's that's a fairly new machine that's been out in the last, say, year to 18 months or so. So if it's a Windows machine, you want to consider and um, you could kill two birds with one stone and get uh, an L Braille, which would be the laptop side of it with uh, a focus blue display built into it, which you can you can take out of the of the L Braille docking station itself. That's sold by Sight and Sound Technology in the UK and their collaboration with the Elita Group. Um, also, Humanware have got some really nice devices on the go as well. There's, first of all, the Mantis Q40. Now, it's a QWERTY, it's, 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 um, a QWERTY keyboard with a 40-cell Braille display at the front of it. It's absolutely great. I've seen this one. And um, it has some really nice features. Obviously, all these have Bluetooth, by the way, so I don't need to, to say Bluetooth for them all, but they all, they all have Bluetooth. So um, the Mantis has um, a sort of an editor, what, what it calls an editor, like a word processor. So you can open your, your documents and you can save them in TXT format. Um, and it's got a calculator on it and a few other bits and pieces as well so it's um th this is humanware's latest and it's a it's a qwerty keyboard as i say and you can actually use the um home keys on on the qwerty uh, i'd have to think this out because i can't get my head around this i think it's sdf j k and l you can use um if you want to switch to braille now i can't imagine i can't imagine um you know, writing Braille on a QWERTY keyboard, but some people do it and they do it really well. And the Mantis does allow you to do that as well if you want to switch to, to writing Braille. So, um, and Humanware also has a couple of new Brilliant by X devices. One's a 20 cell and one's a 40 cell. And they are really nice as well. I haven't seen them, but I've read the the user documentation and they do sound really nice devices. Um, these are Braille inputs um, and they have obviously uh, Bluetooth and they have a couple of other features on them as well, you know, an editor and stuff like that. So you can you can write your documents, you can read your documents. I believe in a future upgrade, they're also going to be able to have the Victor Reader uh, application, which will allow you to listen to audio as well as read uh, Braille documents. So that's, um, I think that's a little bit further down the line, but I believe that the 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 by 20 and 40, the new ones, the by X series from Humanware, they are equipped with the hardware. And it's a question of when the software is released that you'll be able to have the, the Victor Reader part of it as well um, for uh, Daisy books and stuff, which is, is really quite exciting. So um, then we have the Braille Sense 6, which I believe is landing in June. This is uh, the latest from um, Hims, Selvis, whatever they want to call themselves these days. But um, that is their latest 
sort of it's a, a combined note taker. It's running on the Android platform and it'll be Android 10. And it's got quite a powerful uh, processor, uh, a lot of RAM, some, sto- it, you know, uh, storage, one to eight storage, I think. Uh, obviously, Bluetooth. Uh, and you can, you know, download apps from the App Store, uh, the Play Store, rather. And um, it has it, its own suite of, of programs as well on it. So that's a fully fledged note taker. It's Braille input, and I believe it's going to be 32 cells to start with. And I think there is going to be a 20 cell version coming out in the autumn, which um, people that like the smaller devices will be pleased about because the Polaris, which is the the one that it's going to supersede, um, it was a 32 and a 20 as well. And the 20 cell version was really compact and small. So um, I believe that the new Braille Sense 6 has been, um, you know, revamped completely. It's it's had a a huge um, upgrade in terms of its hardware. So that will be something to look forward to. And we have the Orbit 20 Plus, uh, which is, I think, just a couple of features added to the Orbit Reader 20. Um, I think it had, I think the 20 Plus, somebody will correct me, I'm sure, had um, a calendar uh, as one of the features added to it. Um, It doesn't have any cursor routing buttons. Uh, the little buttons that go above each Braille cell on your Braille display. All the others do, but the Orbit 20 and the 20 Plus don't. But you still can edit documents, I believe, um, because, but you just have a different way of doing it because you, you, don't, have, um, you don't have cursor routing buttons so that you can press a, a, one of the buttons and, and your cursor would move straight to that point. Uh, but it, but you can do it. But the exciting thing is that the Orbit Reader 40 is imminent, apparently. Um, R&IB are about to take delivery and start um, selling those. And the exciting part about that is, well, there are two things, really, for me. Uh, the first thing is the price. I think it's going to be 1350 according to the product guide, which is when you consider a 40 cell braille display, that is really as probably as going to be as good as it gets for a braille display of that magnitude, I would say at the moment. Um, but the, the other point is that it has cursor routing buttons and it's going to have an SD card slot with lots of books on it as well. So um, I know RNIB provide a card. If you want to contact them, they provide a card. If you just ask them for one, uh, and it's got loads of books on it already, but I think um, there's going to be more books on it possibly. And the Orbit Reader 40 is is obviously going to allow you to uh, read and write your documents and uh, edit them. And you know that's that's for the price. I think that's really quite important. And finally, unless I've left any out over the last couple of years, there are the Vario Ultras. Now, they've been revamped. I can't remember the name of the company that that they call themselves now, but it is the Vario Ultra um, 20 and 40 cell uh, displays. Um, They are made, well, they were made by BOM, and um, I think they sort of went out of business um, a couple of years ago, but they've 
They've now been resurrected, I'm happy to say. And in the UK, I think one of the dealers is Steve Knott. I don't know if he's exclusive or not. Somebody will keep me right on that as well. But um, the Vario Ultra are very nice machines and they are back with us again. So that's, you know, that's, that's really good news. Now, as I say, all these displays, they are, you know, some... Some of the features you might say, oh, well, I, I wish a Braille display had that on it. But then you've got to weigh up what's going to benefit you. Ultimately, it's it's there isn't a perfect Braille display out there, because even if I sat down and I wrote down all the things that I ever wanted on a Braille display, it probably doesn't exist. And so you have to work out what you want that's going to be closest to your needs. And let's be honest about it. We've all got different needs. Uh, there's millions of cars out there. They're all different in their own way. And the driver will say, well, I don't like that car because, you know, it doesn't have X, Y, Z. I like this car because it suits my needs. So that's the same with a Braille display. And, um, you know, just ask all the questions that you possibly can think of before you decide to hand over your credit card details. Because once you've done it, you might not be able to do it for some considerable time. And you don't want to be stuck with something that you, you know, you're not going to be able to sell because you bought something um, in error. And, you know, you can go on to secondhand um, email lists and, or maybe know through word of mouth people that you could sell it to. But ultimately, you're going to lose, you know, quite a bit of your own money especially if you've had to pay for it. So, you know, do bear that in mind. I can't emphasize enough that it's really important to make sure that you go for the Braille display. Take your time. Don't be pressured by somebody who's quite enthusiastic in the sales team. Just make sure that it's going to work for you. And, you know, go away and think about it. Just say, well, look, I'll, I'll come back to you. Thanks very much. I really appreciate the demo. Don't feel obliged because you've got a demo. Uh, that you feel that you should buy it from that person, don't just go away and say, well, thanks a lot. I'll give you a ring uh, once I've weighed up all my options. Let's face it, there are enough displays out there now to make an informed choice and, you know, think about it, take your time. So I'm sure you've had enough of me for a little while. So shall we hand back to, to Dave and see whether people want to ask any questions? The car analogy is a really good one, uh, Jackie. <laughs> I like it a lot. And um, yeah, certainly taking it for a test drive if you can. Um, and also asking about, a, you know, a courtesy Braille display if yours needs to uh, to go in for, for repair. So what we'll do, uh, we've got about 25 minutes uh, remaining. Uh, we've got a bunch of hands coming up. Uh, but just for anybody uh, who's uh, relatively new to this, uh, then Ben, do you want to just run us through the uh, the raise hand info? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'd echo uh, all of your comments there, Dave. So um, we're going to go to Jess first. Um, but if anyone needs a quick reminder on how to raise your hands, you can do so in a few different ways. You can press Alt-Y on Windows, Option-Y on Mac. If you're dialing in on a telephone, you can press star 9. Or if you're on an iDevice, such as an iPhone, iPod or iPad, you can press the more button, which you'll find in the bottom right of your screen. And from there, you'll find a raise hand button. Um, so uh, quite a few hands raised already, actually. So um, very, uh, very, very popular topic, clearly. We're going to go to Jess first. And 
after Jess, we're going to go to Theo. Uh, so, hey, Jess, you're good to go. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, uh, hi. I've got a couple of questions. I hope you don't mind. I don't go want to take up too much of your time. Um, firstly, it was really interesting just, you know, going through all those different braille displays that you were talking about. But I'm wondering, is there somewhere where there's like a, a handy list where you've got like all the different ones? Obviously, there's there's loads out there and you can just like say, you know, the different how many cells it's got. If it does, so you can um, sort of work out which one to go for that way. Um, yeah. Is there somewhere I could find that? Well... Uh, yeah, there is. Um, this is shameless, I know. Uh, I think Dave should uh, answer this question probably more than me. But I, I, I wrote about this, um, and I have a table in my in my book. So that's why I feel a bit sort of. Oh well, right. But... Oh, okay. Oh no, no problem. If you've done it, then that's great. That's just just perfect. What I'm after. Don't yeah. be. Don't um, feel that it's um, something you shouldn't yeah no so and so the book that you wrote sorry I didn't catch the details of that then yeah it's called braille on display and it's available through Jonathan Mosen most people um have heard of Jonathan but if you haven't um if you go to mosen.org that's m-o-s-e-n.org forward slash braille on display you'll find all the details about it yet there but the book does have um, a comparison table of all the braille displays now bearing in mind there have been some new uh, displays come out since so i've mm. obviously got some work to do at some point in, <laughs> in updating that yes. the, the book yeah. gives you a chapter on each of, of the braille displays and it it, it tells you um, you know all its features what it doesn't have whether it's got a user replaceable battery or uh, how many braille cells it's got uh, how many bluetooth devices it can connect to things like that yeah um, oh, great. So there's, there's yeah. All, all sorts of stuff but the ones that I mentioned tonight uh, are the ones that probably won't be in, in that, that version of the book that, because they've, they've come out in the last year or so so oh, um, okay but if you know anybody wants any information um you know give me i'm happy to to share my email and you know people are, are more than welcome to to contact me or i'm sure that uh perhaps the braillers have got something that they can you know put together there will be some notes from tonight's meeting so maybe we mm. could include the 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 at least the websites where people can go to find out about those devices yeah that that would be great yeah and can I do the one you were talking about, which is like a laptop, you said, and a display as well. So um, because mantis. I need to get a new laptop. No, yeah. the first one, was it L Braille? Oh, L Braille. So yeah. is it an actual laptop? You know, has it got a screen? So if I was using no. it with someone who's sighted, they could work with me as well. OK, well, what what it, if I could just describe it? It's um, quite a long device. It's the length of a 40 cell Braille display. And um, it fits into a docking station. Um, it, 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 you can buy, if you already have the Focus Blue 40 that goes with it, you don't need to buy that, obviously, that part of it. And if you already have a JAWS license, you don't need to buy that either to run on it because you would use one of your, your JAWS licenses, okay? So mm -hmm. if it's just the, the docking station you require, then um, it's 
the, the, the focus blue fits inside it and it looks like one unit once it's inside it. It, it just doesn't look like, oh, there's a braille display and there's the docking station. They don't go together that well. They do. They fit inside each other. The, the, the display fits inside the docking station perfectly. It's got an SD card slot. It's got a couple of USB slots on it. It runs Windows 10 Home Edition. Um, I've got my, my JAWS license and on it and i can i can you know read kindle i can i've got microsoft office on it and stuff like that uh, but it allows me as well if i want to to um connect a, a wireless qwerty keyboard which i often do if i'm using it at home for something and i i don't need to you know move it around i sometimes cheat because there's that many braille commands that you have to learn um that i i just sometimes plug in the the qwerty keyboard uh, and I, I find yeah. that really useful. But I like it because it gives me Braille and it gives me Windows because I am a, more a, a Windows fan than than anything else. So yeah. I, I, I do I do use Word all the time and Outlook. So because but would it I be use... better to just like get a new laptop and connect yeah, like you an can existing do... Braille display yeah. rather than if this isn't an actual laptop with the screen as such it doesn't have a screen but what it does have is an hdmi port so if you if you want to connect a screen to l braille you can do so that's okay. just yeah you know, just to clarify that that you can do that um and it's obviously got you know stereo speakers and a headphone uh, socket and things like that it is it is in all in all honesty it is like a laptop uh, but mm, it it, yeah. it it has been designed you know to work with a a braille display but if you would prefer something uh, where you just want to use a braille display with a, a, an ordinary laptop then that of course is you know, is is feasible to do as well. You know, there are umpteen braille displays that will do that job. It just depends what one you want, really. Yeah. And, as I say, budget and things. Yeah. Gosh, it's really complicated, isn't it? And oh. it is if you're new to it. It is. It is if you're if you're doing it for the first time. That's that's really why uh, this has been quite a popular um, you know session this evening because people want want to know what's out there. They don't know where to start. And it and it is you know I use the analogy of the car because there are so many makes and models of car, and there are you know that you're you're talking in those kind of figures for some of the braille displays out there. So that's why I sort of use that analogy but yeah once you yeah. get used to it once you once you find out a bit more about what's out there then it makes it slightly easier for you to make an informed choice mm. and if you do buy and you've you've made a mistake and you realize sort of a bit later on is there somewhere you know where you can sort of swap them second hand ones or it depends what people are looking for you can you can go on a second hand uh, email list and or you know on facebook or whatever and you know try and sell it but you're not normally going to get you know the, the amount back on it that you pay for you do stand to lose um a fair bit of money so that's why i can't emphasize enough to anybody that's looking at braille displays especially if they're paying for out of their own purse then you know it's it's really important to make sure you know um you know what what's out there before you before you go ahead definitely thanks for that jess does that Sorry. help um 
Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Jess. Jess is uh, muted now, um, okay. so she won't be able to. <laughs> sorry to chivvy you along a little bit there, Jess. Um, but some great points raised there, Jackie. And uh, do feel free to come back in, Jess, if you uh, have any other questions. So we're going to go to Theo next, and after Theo, we're going to go to Lyle Ben Simon. And uh, apologies if I've uh, pronounced your name uh, incorrectly there, but that's who we'll be going to after Theo. And Theo, you are now unmuted. Yes, yeah, so I have a decision at the moment. I'm, choo I'm choosing a brother to play for school. And okay. I'm, good to, I'm choosing between the new Focus 5th generation and the Brilliant BI40X. And I've recently had a demo of the Brilliant, and I have a couple of questions about it. Okay, go ahead. So the first question is that I've had quite a lot of Bluetooth freezing problems with the Brilliant. Basically, it just disconnects and the Braille output freezes so that the computer will keep moving or the phone or whatever but the brilliance won't and then you have to go out of the app and reconnect and i'm wondering if anybody else who's had the brilliance has, have ha has had those issues or, or has had a better experience with connections right i i don't have one so i can't i can't obviously um speak for for that but um perhaps asking human have you contacted humanware i have yes and, and then and they're looking into it yeah, that, that would be your best bet is to go through HumanWare's technical support, which I have to say um, in, in the UK is, is, is absolutely fabulous. Um, they're really, really uh, very nice people to speak to. And um, that, you know, that I'm sure that if you have got a problem, they will, you know, do their best to get to the bottom of it. Or if, 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 if they can't, they'll, they'll uh, contact um is it APH that they're, they're dealing with in America or humanware in Canada, whatever. But um, either way, whoever it is that's in the States or Canada, I'm sure they will, you know, get to the bottom of it for you. Okay, yes, thanks, Jen. I was just wondering whether it was whether it was only that brother's play or whether it was a sort of general software issue, which will hopefully be um, resolved. Some are um, better. Some are better at connecting. Some of, mm -hmm. some of them connect seamlessly. Uh, some of them are better at doing it than others i have to say um i've had experience with one or two where they have been very sluggish uh, and they, they feel like the the sort of sticking when you when you connect you know you're, you you just feel as if you're um you're moving around in treacle really when you're trying to navigate but but others have connected seamlessly so it's you know i think it is getting better all the time to be fair but I, I know that there are one or two issues, plus the fact iOS hasn't made, uh, Apple haven't made it very easy for people with some Braille displays at the moment either. So that, that might be something to consider because I know Apple have um, had a problem um, in iOS 14 where there have been some Braille bugs. Um, and I'm informed apparently that 14.5 when it comes out it is going to um address some of those uh, bugs with bluetooth and you know just various things that it doesn't let you do on a phone or a tablet so um watch this space really yes that's exciting it does have the latest bluetooth technology so it probably is something to do with the device i'm connecting it to although yeah. it does work do it on the computer as well and my second question is about the commands i did look on the shimibo app where i was recommended to look but i could only see ios commands, and i was wondering if, if anybody had experience with any brilliant commands really even on the older brilliance and, and roughly how many of the commands are different and, ha and how many of the commands are the same and how much difference does it make 
Right. Well, again, I'm afraid I can't answer your question because I I don't have a brilliant display. Um, but maybe um, it, this this program is it. Well, this this session is is being recorded, and and hopefully um, somebody will be able to answer your your question. So you know, hang in there if you can. Great questions, though, Theo, and uh, we, we very much hope you get to find the display that is right for you. And uh, towards the end of the session, we'll promote, uh, we'll do a bit of uh, shameless self-promotion uh, for some uh, resources uh, around where you can get the uh, questions that you might have answered, uh, both in terms of Braillists and, of course, Jackie's book. Uh, so we're going to come to uh, Lyle uh, Ben-Simon next, and after you, we're going to come to Steph. Uh, so, Lyle, you are now unmuted. Uh, now... Hi. Oh. Hi. 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 My name is Liel. Uh, okay, apologies, yeah. apologies. Yeah, no. It's okay. I want to ask about uh, my, my smart video, you know, uh, Braille display. Your what Braille display, you sorry? You're talking about? Smart Widen? Smart um, Widen. Did... I think we're talking about the, the Smart Beetle Braille display. Oh, the Smart, the smart Beetle, exactly. did you say? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I want to ask uh, two questions. One, if it could be a backup Braille display. And two, if I if I will choose one, what's the best? Uh, what the destination and bonus? Um, are you wanting to know? Because I'm using the. What, what do I think is the best? Is that is that, is that what you're asking? If it's good enough to use with my iPhone and uh, something like that. Okay. Um, there are some small Braille displays like the, the Smart Beetle. Um, the Euro Braille from Essie's um, is, I think, 12 cells, believe it or not. And it works mm. with iOS um, and, and Android as well on an iPhone. They are... People recommend something with about 20 cells or less um, to use with their phone um, because, you know, it's, it's, compa it's compact to move around with it. So um, is, is that what you're asking? What, what, what Braille displays are small ones that work with an iPhone? Yes, and the second, uh, the second one... If I need to fix my body display and I need to send my body display to to fix, if it could be uh, a backup and secondary body display. So, if if you have to get it fixed, would would you be able to? Uh, have a backup one to use while it's away is that what you mean 
Yeah, so I think we're just talking sort of generally about, <clears throat> well, I guess a couple of things. Is is it, you know, what what options are there around um, sort of donor displays while while yeah. one is being fixed? But then I guess also, is it, is it good enough as a secondary Braille display if it's maybe not your, your primary device? Yeah, oh, definitely would be. I mean, I think if you've got, if you have a Braille display that's there, um, and providing it works, I think any braille display is 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 better than not having one in my book. So you know, if you have if you have one that you you can use as a spare as a backup, then definitely. Um, in terms of sending it away for repair and being loaned one, that's very much down to uh, what's available in in at the company to be used. Uh, they don't have very many, and I think I can speak for for nearly all the companies, certainly in the UK, that most of them don't don't have very many uh, displays that they can borrow out to people uh, while their, their display is being repaired. Um, if you ask very nicely, and it depends on your need, if there is one, then, you know, I, I think most people are, are willing to, to try and help if they can, but it's not a given. And that's, you know, that is one of the problems It's because they are so expensive um, that the sales team tend to have them so that they can go out and, you know, demo them to people. But for actual loaning of them, it, it is very difficult um, to, to get to get them to, to do that for you. Um, it, it's always worth asking. And another thing I would say, uh, to be honest, is always worth asking in today's climate. Um, when when um, you when you go and buy your display, you've decided which one that you want to buy. It's always worth asking the company. I know it maybe sounds cheeky, but if you do it in a nice way, um, I think most people are happy to say. You know, if you say to them, um, "Is there a, any discount on offer? Um, is you know, uh, would I be entitled to any discount, or is that the price that you're quoting? Is that what I have to pay? If you don't ask in this life, you don't get. As my we've motto, got, <laughs> we've got just about seven minutes left and six hands, so I, I'm oh, just going to ask if people could keep their uh, questions brief, and, and, and we'll try and get through as many of you as possible. And if you do have a question, you're not going to get your hand raised. Please get it up now, and we'll try and get to those people. Uh, who've got raised hands okay definitely thank you uh thank you for that dave and some uh, great comments there as well jackie so we're going to go to steph next and after steph we're going to go to george bell uh hey Ooh. steph you're good to go thank you jackie for all you said um which display are you using to do your presentation please i am using i'm at a windows pc uh, at home and i am using a Focus 85th Gen. Um, this is my the Braille display that I use because I'm I'm at my PC and I tend to be here most of most of the day. Um, so I'm not moving around as such to do any work. I'm sitting at my desk. It's stationary, and in that situation, I I like to have. A, um, a long braille display because I do a lot of proofreading of, of work and writing that I'm doing. So um, that's that's my preference for um, you know for my for my main use. But I also have um, I also have a smaller braille display as well, a, a smaller focus on my L braille. So. There you have it. Hope uh, I know. I think Steph might have dropped out a little bit towards that, okay. but hope you got your answer there. So we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go to uh, George next, and after George, we're going to go to Claire. Hey, George, you're good to go. Hi. Hi, <coughs> George. 
Hi there, how are you doing? Not bad. <laughs> Go for it. Hey, well, I'm just, I know it's not what you would term a regular or what everybody else would consider a braille display, but you haven't mentioned the Canute. Ah, but that was in my book. And the reason why I didn't mention it was because it was always, it was already in there. But yes, let me just say, guys, uh, very briefly, the, the, the Canute 360 is, uh, I've got one on beside me. Um, and I've got my bullet points written on it, my notes for tonight. So I'm using it, George. And uh, it's a, a it's an it's a braille e-reader, if you like. You it has nine lines of braille, and it has forty cells per line. That's why it's called the Canute three sixty. It's manufactured in the UK by Bristol Braille Technologies, and it's distributed by our good friend George Bell at Technovision Systems. And it's just brilliant. You you um, put. Uh, your braille documents in BRF format onto an SD card or a pen and put that into the Canute and you've got a library at your disposal. It's not what I would call the most portable device, bearing in mind it's got nine lines of 40 cells of braille, but it's, it's, it's brilliant. And um, yes, of course, I have, I have it sitting here. Great so, old device there. Thanks. Thanks for that, George. Uh, so sorry to cheer everyone along. We're going to go with uh, we're going to go to Claire next, and after Claire, we're going to go to Tina. Uh, Claire, you are well, good to go. I wanted to ask what would be the essential features needed for a beginner. Uh, in terms of a new a, a new Braille user. Yes, I'm only just learning. Okay, well, um, most Braille displays, well, I think all of them, in fairness, you can, you can actually use uh, grade one Braille. Um, so any of the Braille displays in terms of being able to read uh, grade one or new grade, you know, if you're just learning grade two or UEB, um, you, you would be able to use, use that on, on any of the Braille displays. Great. So good. Good to know uh, there are lots of options for for beginners as well. And I guess it's sort of also thinking about uh, your budget and also how many cells you need. Um, yeah. I hope sure. that I hope that answered your question, Claire. I know you're a regular on some of our other calls, so if you still have other questions, feel free to ask uh, whenever whenever you would like to um, on any of the other calls. Uh, we're going to go to Tina next, and after Tina, we're going to go to Andrew. Uh, hey, Tina, you're good to go. Good evening, Jackie. Hi there. Um, yeah, it's Tina. I'm, I've got an Orbit 20. And uh -huh. can, can you actually get it upgraded to the 20 plus or do you have to get a whole new unit? I would say, I'm not, not wishing to speak on behalf of RNIB, but I think it's the same with all of them. I would say that if, if you want an upgrade, I don't know, some the, the more expensive Braille displays and um, will sometimes offer you an upgrade path that you can trade in. But I would imagine that you would probably, your best bet would be to sell your Orbit 20. And then uh, if, if you're lucky enough to sell it um, for a reasonable price, put that towards an upgrade and buy the 20 plus or any, what else. Any other comments on want. that, Dave? No, okay. no, there is there isn't an upgrade path um, at the moment in the UK. You can talk to Orbit Research directly, though, 
um, and and see what they say. Great. But, uh, currently, Thanks. there isn't an upgrade path. Thanks a lot for that, Dave. Uh, so we're going to go to Andrew Flatters next, and after Andrew, we're going to go to Dave Shearer. Uh, Andrew, you are now unmuted. Hi, Jackie. Well, Hi. first of all, great show um, and some great advice there. Fantastic show. Uh, I just wanted to answer um, respond to Theo's question, just relating to the new gradients from from Humanware, um, and just wanted to mention that these new Braille displays, along with the Mantis Q40. They are actually using a new type of connection with, with the Apple devices. And that's why you may see some minor connection issues with some phones. Um, Apple are certainly well aware of these and are working towards addressing those issues. The, the last uh, point is about the Braille commands with other screen readers. Um, these are identical to its predecessor, the, the Brailleant VI uh, 40 or the 32, which um, we do need to update the website. So uh, the website will contain the new uh, commands uh, in the next week or so but um yeah that's it so thanks very much Lisa. thank you Great. thanks andrew thanks for that there you are what what could you what more could you want from that theo i hope you're still there and i hope you've uh, managed to clock that so we're going to go to dave shearer next and after dave we're going to go to daniel uh so dave you should uh should have something on your screen asking you to unmute and there you are you're good to go hi um hi. my 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 compatriot has asked my question it was to do with the canute and whether it was worth the money or not oh yes being yeah, a good Scottish person i ask it properly <laughs> Yeah, it is worth the money. But again, as I say, I, I, I don't like to make assumptions about people, uh, people's budgets or, um, you know, other other uh, considerations. But um, yes, it, it's it's a, a really I, I got one as a very special present for my birthday from my husband. And I have to say, I I've got it on beside me here and I I love it. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Well worth it. They are pretty, uh, pretty glowing testimonial uh, there, I would say. And uh, last but by no means least, we have Daniel Gillen. Uh, Daniel, you are now unmuted. Okay, uh, so thanks, uh, thanks so much for for mentioning about the uh, the Canute display. Just because, uh, I mean, yes, it it definitely will be a revolutionary product for people. Um, you know, myself, I, I work as a Braille music uh, specialist, proofreader, transcriber in the US and uh, it would be very, um, obviously it's so useful to be able to uh, view several lines at a time yeah. on one display for formatting purposes. Um, I should say though, um, I guess we wasn't mentioned that the Canute does not support uh, screen readers as of not yet, yet uh, but that might come soon. So um, I guess crossed. we'll be on the lookout for that <laughs> so that we Oh, sorry, Paul. Uh, sorry, Daniel, I think we uh, lost you there. But yeah, great, great comments about the Canute. And I think uh, I have a sneaky feeling that there are some experimental drivers in uh, BRL TTY at the moment for the Canute, actually. Uh, but great comments there. And sorry, we lost you for the last uh, second or two. Uh, so no more hands. So I think it's time to hand over to Dave to wrap things up. Thanks very much, everybody. Lots and lots of great questions and plenty of opportunities to carry on the discussion. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Brailleists Foundation, we have a forum, braillists.org slash forum, uh, where you can connect with other Brailleists. 
On Facebook, there is, of course, the Braille support group uh, and uh, Humanware also um, operate a Braille displays group on Facebook as well. So a number of forums there where you can connect with other Braille users and compare notes on Braille displays. If you didn't catch all the session, uh, it has been recorded and will be made available uh, as part of the Braillecast feed and also at braillelists.org slash media. Um, next week, we'll be opening up our Braille bar for uh, questions. So if people would like to talk about Braille displays or, or anything related to purchasing a Braille display, then you'd be very welcome at the Braille bar uh, next th- uh, next Tuesday. Uh, and for all the information about Braillelists events, uh, look out for our newsletter that should be with you later in the week. And you can sign up for that on the website. Jackie Brown, thank you so much for sharing uh, your time and expertise. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We hope uh, we will see you uh, back at the Brothers Foundation again very soon. The very best well. of luck with your creative writing uh, course that you're that you're doing. That sounds like uh, like lots of fun. And um, uh, thank you to Ben as well for your help with the moderation and pushing the buttons this evening. From all of us here at the Brothers Foundation, thanks very much. Have a great week and stay in touch and we'll speak with you soon. Bye for now. Bye.